Welcome into the In My Own Words NFL Podcast. It is August 19th, 2020, Season 2, Episode 3. And today, following opt-outs, following the start of training camp and the conclusion of the off-season program, getting towards the regular season, I'm going to be going through all 32 NFL teams and repicking my record predictions for every team in the league, giving a little bit of a review about what they accomplished in 2019, some notable additions and losses they had in the offseason, as well as reviewing some key players that have opted out. So diving right into it with the San Francisco 49ers, they were 13-3 in 2019, including winning the NFC Conference Championship game over the Green Bay Packers 37-20, to and they would go on to eventually lose the Super Bowl to the Chiefs, as everyone knows, 31-20. to most notably in the offseason, they added wide receiver Travis Benjamin, tight end Jordan Reed, offensive tackle Trent Williams, and guard Mike Person, trying to bulk up the offensive side of the ball to help out Jimmy Garoppolo. In the same vein, though, they lost running back Matt Breda to the Miami Dolphins, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, and Marquise Goodwin. The good news for the San Francisco 49ers is that no players have opted out, and while they lost some key weapons on the offensive side of the ball, they are ranked as having the best depth in terms of their roster in the entire NFL. They got a really good head coach, um, good experience in how far they went last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback. The team is built well all around. I had them going 12-4 and four in 2020 and making another run in that Lombardi Trophy. Going into the Chicago Bears, they were 8-8 eight and eight in 2019, which saw major regression from quarterback Mitch Trubisky following that playoff appearance they had a few years ago. Notably, they added quarterback Nick Foles, and obviously that's going to be the target of camp, watching the quarterback position battle between Foles and Trubisky. They also added wide receiver Ted Ginn, a speedy veteran, tight end Jimmy Graham, a very reliable veteran with a lot of playoff experience. And they bulked up the defensive side of the ball, adding Robert Quinn. So that's a huge addition, can be disruptive in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball. In turn, they lost wide receiver Taylor Gabriel, tight end Trey Burton, who was low-key one of my favorite players, and guard Kyle Long. Defensive tackle Eddie Goldman and safety Jordan Lucas, Lucas has opted out of the season due to coronavirus concerns. So the Chicago Bears team is slightly improved. I do think Mitch Trubisky will get back into form. I think Nick Foles will not take Mitch Trubisky's job at any point during the season. And I think they make a two-game improvement to go 10-6 and six and vouch for a wild-card opportunity. Going into the Cincinnati Bengals, 2-14 in 2019. Their solo victories coming over the Browns and Jets. Most notably, they added wide receiver Mike Thomas and safety Von Bell. They lost, obviously, quarterback Andy Dalton and t- tight end Tyler Eifert. Again, one of my favorite players at the tight end position. And linebacker Nick Vigil also leaving the team. In the 2020 draft, they obviously got Joe Burrow and then added a weapon to help him with T. Higgins. I'm very excited to see how Burrow connects with Higgins as well as A.J. Green and Joe Mixon. I think they got a dangerous three or four players on offense that will definitely help them make plays this season. They have one player who opted out from the coronavirus concerns. So this Bengals team obviously still in the rebuilding phases. I think Joe Burrow is going to adapt to the NFL pretty well, but they're just not ready to take a huge enough leap yet and they're in a tough division so I have them going 5-11 and 11. they'll continue to build a team and I think with Joe Burrow at the realm uh, they can be playoff contenders in about 2-3 to three years 
Going towards the Buffalo Bills, they were 10 and 6 in 2019, including that wild card appearance loss to the Houston Texans, a very exciting overtime game, a game in which I feel Buffalo should have won. They added two huge pieces on both sides of the football. Wide receiver Stefan Diggs to the Minnesota Vikings. Very excited to see how he plays in Buffalo. And corner Josh Norman, still one of the best in the game at that position. In turn, they lost running back Frank Gore, a great veteran presence, and defensive tackle uh, Jordan Phillips. In the draft, they made two big splashes by drafting running back Zach Moss to kind of replace losing Frank Gore and wide receiver Gabriel Davis to help out Josh Allen. They had two players opt out from the coronavirus concerns, including corner E.J. Gaines. This Buffalo team is in prime position to take over the AFC East minus Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. I think the Jets and Dolphins are still trying to figure out their rebuilding phases. This Buffalo team is the most equipped team and has the most depth on their roster. And obviously getting into the wild card round last year leaves them hungry for more. I think they win the AFC East this year with an 11-5 record and make a little bit of a deeper run into the postseason. Going down to mile high for the Denver Broncos, 7-9, a quietly good season with a new head coach and first-year quarterback Drew Locke. And they added running back Melvin Gordon, which I think is a fantastic move by the organization. In turn, they lost quarterback Joe Flacco, running back Theo Reddick, and corner Chris Harris. Defensive lineman Kyle Petko and the big one offensive tackle Jawan James opting out of the season. But this Denver team was quietly good in 2019. And 7-9, while it's not a pretty record, it certainly is not terrible considering having a rookie quarterback and a new head coach. I think this Denver team with a strong defense and much more improvement in his second year from Drew Locke, I think they respectably win nine, and, uh, nine games and go 9-7 and seven, and perhaps vouch for a seventh seed wildcard spot. Going off to Cleveland for the Browns, they were 6-10 in 2019. Baker Mayfield having more turnovers, 23 of them, than touchdowns, only 22 of them. I like one of their big offensive additions. They added tight end Austin Hooper. I think he's going to be a big red zone threat for this football team. Offensive tackle Drake Dobek, offensive guard Drew Forbes, and defensive tackle Andrew Billings have opted out of the season. This team, again, it really relies on Baker um, and the chemistry he can have with two of the best wide receivers in football with Jarvis and Odell. I still think Cleveland's struggles continue into 2020. I think they go 500, winning eight games and going 8-8 eight and eight on the season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were 7-9 and nine in 2019. Again, kind of like Denver, a, an impressive record despite Jameis Winston throwing over 30 interceptions. The defense was absolutely phenomenal. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans... A thousand yard receivers, respectively, um, and with having over thirty turnovers just from your quarterback, it's impressive that this team still won seven games. Obviously, their most impressive additions to the offseason was getting that veteran quarterback, Hall of Famer Tom Brady, and even bringing in his buddy tight end Rob Gronkowski. Uh, notable losses include obviously quarterback Jameis Winston and running back Peyton Barber. A little bit of a loss there at the running back position, but no players have opted out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's so tough. You know, you really want to go all in on this team. They could very easily, you know, bring in Tom Brady, bring in Gronkowski, kind of be like, be like the Las Vegas Golden Knights. First season, um, kind of like a, as a new team and go on and win the championship. But I'm not really buying into the hype of Tampa Bay until they can prove it consistently on the football field. It's a very real possibility that Tom Brady and company could struggle. But 
it's just slightly hard to believe as good as Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are that they're going to just thrive with Tom Brady. But I'm going to go somewhere in the middle and put them at 9-7 and seven in 2020. Arizona Cardinals, a team I'm very excited to see play in, in 2020. 5-10-1 in 2019 but they perhaps made the biggest splash offensively signing wide receiver deandre hopkins and getting defensive tackle jordan phillips as well they did lose a decent tight end in charles clay but in the draft they got a great linebacker in isaiah simmons and a great offensive tackle in josh jones some more protection for kyler murray and offensive tackle marcus gilbert opted out of the season but i'm very excited to see Kenyon Drake, um, his progression, he had a phenomenal year once he got there from Miami, from the trade. I think Murray and Hopkins are going to be a complete, um, uh, have great connections throughout the season. And I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off Larry Fitzgerald. I think Fitzgerald will quietly have one of his best campaigns of his long-term veteran career. And this Cardinals team, I think, is going to go 9-7 and and roll the dice and make a deep playoff run in 2020 something that larry fitzgerald i think definitely deserves los angeles chargers 5 and 11 in 2019 that was philip rivers last season at the helm of at the quarterback position they added corner chris harris but they did lose obviously philip rivers and melvin gordon two faces of the franchise there and that really hurts especially um in the running back room for them melvin gordon just a fantastic runner but in the draft they drafted for the future they got quarterback justin herbert and linebacker Kenneth Murray. No players have opted out, but we're still seeing who's gonna be the starter down there for LA. Um, this team is slightly in a rebuild phase. I think they're gonna have a down year and go four and 12 in the 2020 season. Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champions and Patrick Mahomes inking down a 10-year, $503 million contract. Now on a side note, um, while Mahomes I think deserves to be the face of the franchise and the starting quarterback for this football team until the end of his career, probably. I have a slight problem just, you know, signing players on these long-term big money contracts. Again, it's well-deserved, but 10 years, $503 million, you're basically investing your franchise in this guy. And, and like I said, while it's it's well-deserved, he's absolutely proven it. He got Andy Reid his first Super Bowl and all that. Just a 10-year contract, you know, you're you got to debate whether this guy can stay healthy and with age. You know, is he going to be able to maintain good health? Will he suffer any career-ending injuries? It's just tough to invest that much of your franchise's money into one guy, but it certainly seems like a good move. They were 12-4 in 2019. They did lose a great veteran backup quarterback in Matt Moore, and they lost running back LaShawn McCoy. So in the draft, they got running back Clyde Edwards, who's going to be the starting running back for this football team very excited to see what he can do because running back damian williams a guy who i think should have been the super bowl mvp because i believe he had like three touchdowns in that game this guy completely turned his career around i thought he was a phenomenal talent when he was in miami gets to kansas city had a great year last year again i think he should have been super bowl mvp but he has decided to opt out of this season and with the loss of LaShawn mccoy it will be the clyde edwards show in kansas city I think they take a step back. They have a few big opt-outs, a few f injuries, uh, tough division. I think they go 11-5, and five, but once they get – all you got to do is get into the playoffs, and I think they can make another run for back-to-back -back Lombardi trophies. Indianapolis, the Colts, 7-9 in 2019, but they got quarterback Phillip Rivers and tight end Trey Burton. Linebacker Sky Moore has opted out of the season due to COVID concerns. 
They did lose wide receiver Devin Funches, a great tight end in Eric Ebron, and longtime veteran kicker Adam Vinatieri. Uh, Phillip Rivers is a gunslinger. I don't think he has enough quality weapons to be carelessly tossing the football around, but he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, wanting to prove that he can be uh, this team's franchise quarterback for a few years down the line after the Chargers got rid of him. But I think they're going to have a little bit of a struggle this season. 6-10 uh, and 10 for the Indianapolis Colts in 2020. Dallas, a 2019 season ending even at 8-8. Eight and eight. They got quarterback Andy Dalton to back up Dak Prescott and a great safety in HaHa Clinton Dix. Notably, they lost Randall Cobb at the wide receiver position, tight end Jason Witten, and defensive end Robert Quinn. So some big losses for him, but they did get a great wide receiver in the draft in CeeDee Lamb. Excited to see how he meshes with Dak and Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper and company. Um, Maurice Kennedy, wide receiver Stephen Gerdry, and fullback Jameis Alloway has opted out of the season due to COVID-19. So this Cowboys team, I think, will obviously be competing with the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC East. Again, it might be a close dogfight. Uh, I think Dallas makes a one-game improvement. They go 9-7, and seven, and uh, that might be good enough to win the division title this year, but I think they're going to finish behind Philadelphia once again. Heading to South Beach for the Miami Dolphins, a impressive 5-11 season last year after predicting or being predicted to win a maximum of three games. This team revamped all over the place. They had a great offseason, in my opinion. They got a great running back duo, duo in Matt Breda and Jordan Howard. They got guard Eric Flowers, defensive end Shaq Lawson, linebacker Kyle Van Noyne, and one of the best corners in the game in Byron Jones. This team... Very well improved around, but they did lose uh, safety Rashad Jones. And in the draft, they obviously got their starting quarterback for the future in two attack of Iola, despite what it looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick will start the season. But they got some extra protection in offensive tackle Austin Jackson. Tua, to this point, is 13 of 13 throwing the football in training camp. But uh, head coach Brian Flores has, uh, has said that he's seen some good and some bad in terms of passing and decision-making from his quarterback. He has taken some sacks. His pocket presence um, a little off so far, adjusting to the NFL, but it's expected from a rookie quarterback recovering from a serious injury. I do think he will take over at some point in the season. Wide receiver Alan Hearns opted out. Um, so Miami's wide receiver room got a little thin in the offseason. Uh, I think this Dolphins team makes some strides. They have a very difficult schedule. If they can squeeze out some upset wins, and maybe take care of business. They could possibly get 9 or 10 wins, but I'm going to stick them right in the middle at 8-8 eight and eight and expect a big campaign in 2021. Philadelphia won a division title with a 9-7 and seven record in 2019. They notably added wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, but he opted out of the season, so they lose a big wide receiver trade right there. Center uh, cornerback Char uh, Darius Slay, uh, a great addition as well in the offseason, but they did have some losses in running back Jordan Howard, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, safety Malcolm Jenkins. So some three big losses right there. And again, without Aguilar and Goodwin, the wide receiver room gets a little thin. In the draft, they did get Jalen Rieger and wide receiver slash quarterback Jalen Hurts. I'm very excited to see what Doug Peterson does with Jalen Seeing if, he, seeing if he does put him out there, maybe some wildcat formations or as or utilizes him as a wide receiver, he certainly is capable of playing both positions. And he is more than capable of stepping in if Carson Wentz goes down with injury again. Philadelphia will be a tough team to beat. I have them going 11-5 and 
and winning the division title this season. For the Atlanta Falcons, they were 7-9 in 2019. They got a big addition in the running back room, getting Todd Gurley to replace the loss of Devontae Freeman. They also lost tight end Austin Hooper. No players have opted out. We've been waiting for Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons ever since their blown Super Bowl loss to the Patriots to kind of get back there again. I have them going 9-7. and seven. It should be good enough to perhaps snag a 6th or 7th seed wild card spot. Um, but I think the Falcons do finish with a winning record in 2020. The New York Giants, 3-13 in 2019. They got a good veteran addition at running back in Deion Lewis. But they did lose, obviously, Hall of Fame quarterback Eli Manning. And then in, in the wide receiver category, Corey Coleman. Offensive tackle Nate Soldier and wide receiver Demarius Scott has opted out of the season. This is the Giants team that's going to continuously, I think they're going to fight hard, but they're still in the rebuild, rebuilding phase. Um, they're going to go 5-11 and 11 in 2020. And until they can draft some more weapons to help out Daniel Jones and bulk up the defensive side of the ball, I think the Giants are going to be battling for that third and fourth spot in the division for years to come. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, they were 6-10 in 2019. Had some bright spots from uh, Minshew at the quarterback position. Most notably, they added Mike Glennon and tight end Tyler Eifert. They lost Nick Foles, an experiment that just didn't seem to work out down there. Marquise Lee, wide receiver, lost. And defensive tackle, a big one, Calais Campbell, leaving in the offseason. Two players opted out from coronavirus concerns. It seems like not long ago that this football team was in the AFC Championship game amidst their uh, Saxonville reputation, but this team will go 5-11 and in 2020 as they look to continue to rebuild. As for Adam Gase, Sam Darnold and the New York Jets, a prove-it year for Adam Gase and perhaps a job-on-the-line year for him. They were 7-9 and nine in 2019. They notably added quarterback Joe Flacco. They got running back Frank Gore, who has a relationship with Gase from his time in Miami, and wide receiver Brashad Perryman. They did lose huge players on their roster. Their speedy wideout and Robbie Anderson and that trade to Seattle for getting rid of uh, safety Jamal Adams, one of the best, if not the best safety in football right now. And then another hit form, linebacker C.J. Mosley opting out of the season. So they got a lot of hits on the defensive side of the football. Um, I think the New York Jets are going to fight hard in some games, but they're going to go 6-10. and 10. And I'll be surprised if Adam Gase survives his second year as New York Jets head coach. For the Detroit Lions, they were 3-12-1 in 2019. In the draft, they got corner Jeff Okuda and a big running back in DeAndre Swift. Matthew Stafford was on the COVID list a little while ago. They do have Chase Daniel as a backup quarterback, but Stafford should be ready to go. They've had two players opt out from the coronavirus I'm a big believer in Detroit. I really like Stafford. I really like the pick of DeAndre Swift. They have decently good players surrounding both sides of the football. I think they go 9-7 and seven this year. They make a vast improvement. It's just going to be tight with the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers for, the, for that division title. They're going to have to vouch for a wild card spot. And speaking of the Green Bay Packers, they were 13-3 in 2019, including that NFC Championship loss to the 49ers. They did add wide receiver Devin Funches, but lost tight end Jimmy Graham. Surprisingly in the draft, they took Jordan Love, quarterback, to back up Aaron Rodgers. And their addition at the wide receiver position in Devin Funches, he has opted out of the season. 
this Green Bay team, and as long as you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback along with Aaron Jones at the running back position, I still think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. 12-4 and four for Green Bay and the division title. Carolina Panthers, 5-11 and 11 in 2019. Really excited to see what their new additions in Teddy Bridgewater and wide receiver Robbie Anderson are capable of. They lost Cam Newton and they lost tight end Greg Olson. Linebacker Jordan Mack and linebacker Christian Miller opted out of the season. So this season for them is going to rely on Christian McCaffrey again. But like I said, I'm really excited to see what the trio of Bridgewater, Anderson, and McCaffrey can do. It's going to be a tough year for them, though. I think 6-10, and 10, but this team can turn it around pretty quickly within the next year or two. The Patriots, 12-4, and four, but a playoff loss to the Titans in 2019 to end the Tom Brady era. Most notably, they added quarterback Cam Newton in the offseason, so we're going to be keeping our eyes on who's going to be the starting quarterback down there for New England. Took a lot of losses in the offseason, along with a lot of players opting out, more players than anybody. They lost quarterback Tom Brady, a solid wide receiver in Philip Dorsett, one of the best linebackers in the game in Kyle Van Noy, uh, kicker Goskowski, one of the most veteran, most experienced veteran kickers in the league, and then running back Brandon Bolden, offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, safety Patrick Chung, linebacker Dante Hightower, wide receiver Marquise Lee, offensive tackle Najee Torin, fullback Danny Vitale, and tight end Matt Lacus has all opted out of the season due to coronavirus concerns, the most by any team, and a couple of big names in there as well. I have this Patriots team going 6-10. and 10. Despite who is the quarterback, I just don't think they have enough viable weapons. Uh, Bill Belichick is certainly capable of coaching anyone to a high standard, but I think the Patriots fall off and miss the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. Las Vegas Raiders, a team I'm – very high on this season. 7-9 and nine in 2019. They added quarterback Marcus Mariota. It would be very sweet for him to uh, have Derek Carr struggle and for him to come in and take over, kind of like how Tannehill did for him in 2019. Would love to see Mariota get an opportunity down there. They also got a decent wide receiver in Nelson Aguilar and a veteran tight end in Jameis Winston. They did lose running back DeAndre Washington, but they made a big splash in the draft with wide receiver Henry Riggs. No players have opted out. They're just in a tough division, but I have the Vegas Raiders going 9-7 and seven and fighting for a 6 or 7 seed in the wild card for the AFC. For the Los Angeles Rams, they were 9-7 and seven in 2019. They lost some good players, and Sean McVay and Jared Goff just don't seem to be meshing as well as they once did. They did lose running back Todd Gurley, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, and defensive end Dante Fuller. While no players have opted out, I predict a complete combust situation there in LA. I had them going 4-12, and 12, putting Goff and McVay's um, jobs on the line for 2021. Baltimore Ravens, 14-2 in 2019, losing the AFC Divisional game to the Titans in a shocker. They did add it, defensive tackle Calais Campbell, and they drafted linebacker Patrick Queen and running back J.K. Doppins. Uh, I'm very excited to see the trio of Doppins, Ingram, and Lamar in terms of running the football. Offensive tackle Andre Smith and wide receiver DeAnthony Thomas has opted out of the season. But this team did nothing but improve in the offseason. I think they do drop one less game, but I do expect the Ravens to be back in the AFC divisional round and get to that AFC championship game and perhaps 
the Super Bowl 13 and 3 for them in 2020. The Washington football team, they were 3 and 13 in 2019, made the name change from the Redskins to just Washington football team. They added running back Peyton Barber and wide receiver Cody Lattimore. They lost Case Keenum at quarterback, Chris Thompson at running back, tight end Jordan Reed, guard Eric Flowers, and corner Josh Norman. Some big losses for them. Two players opting out of the season. Some good news for him is that Alex Smith was cleared to partake in football activities, so excited to see if he can perhaps get back in there at some point in the season. But this Washington football team has just taken so many losses that I think they once again go 3-13 and 13 in 2020. The New Orleans Saints, 13-3 in 2019. They added a good backup in Jameis Winston. They got Ty Montgomery at the running back position, a veteran wideout in Emmanuel Sanders, and a great safety in Malcolm Jenkins. They did lose Teddy Bridgewater. They did have two players opt out, but this Saints team is just so loaded on both sides of the football. I expect them to be the best team in the league this year. 14 and 2. Seattle, 12 and 4 in 2019. They notably added Carlos Hyde, wide receiver Philip Dorsett, tight end Greg Olson, and then they got Jamal Adams in that trade. They did lose Marshawn Lynch and Josh Gordon, but look at those additions. Carlos Hyde, Philip Dorsett, Greg Olson, Jamal Charles, this Seattle team with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and all the weapons they have. They're going to go 14 and 2 in 2020 and have a legitimate shot at getting back to the Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh Steelers, a very impressive 8-8 eight eight season despite all the adversity they faced. Mike Tomlin did a great job as head coach keeping that team on track. Mickey Fitzpatrick, phenomenal in the trade. Lots of interceptions and dis disruptive plays on the defensive side of the ball. Expect more growth from him in year two in Pittsburgh. No players have opted out. Big Ben Roethlisberger returns. Obviously, that will help out the offense. I think he his return helps put some juice back in this football team. They go 11-5 and five, um, and will compete with the Ravens for that division title. I expect some, uh, a, it to be a tight race if the Pittsburgh Steelers can keep up periodically throughout the season. Houston Texans were 10-6 and six in 2019. They added David Johnson at running back. They did get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, but they did bring in two quality veteran wide receivers in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. But again, losing wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, and then they lost two good running backs in Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller. Uh, defensive lineman Eddie Vanderdose opted out for, due to coronavirus concerns. I think um, the Houston Texans go eight and eight in 2020. Uh, the, the loss of Deshaun, or excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins will just be too much for Deshaun Watson, and Bill O'Brien's job will definitely be in question at the end of the season. Tennessee Titans, 9-7 after starting out 2-4. Tannehill came in, finished the season at 9-7, top 10 quarterback, number one quarterback in the league, passer rating-wise. They made it all the way to the AFC title game, and Tannehill was one game away from going back to Miami to compete for the Super Bowl. Notably, they lost running back Deion Lewis, a great veteran behind Derrick Henry. They lost tight end Delani Walker, a great red zone threat for this team. One player opted out with the loss of Deion Lewis, and everyone knows what this team is going to be doing in 2020, you know, running the football with Derrick Henry, using the play-action game for Tannehill. So I personally think, especially with Ryan Tannehill getting that contract extension, that this season relies on how consistent, and that's been a problem for Tannehill his whole career, is consistency. He needs to have another good campaign 
I think he'll do it. I think they'll win the division and go 10-6. and six. And finishing up with the Minnesota Vikings, they were 10-6 and six in 2019. They added wide receiver Justin Jefferson, but they lost Stephon Diggs. Defensive lineman Michael Pierce opted out of the season. Uh, this Vikings team, I think, will, will regress down one game. They'll finish 9-7 and seven in 2020, and it'll be tough for them to secure a playoff spot with that record. Uh, but Kirk Cousins and company, I think, are capable of maybe squeezing out an extra win or two to do it, but I have them finishing at 9-7. and seven. So that's it, guys. My complete revamp of my record predictions for all 32 teams following opt-outs. Uh, the conclusion of the offseason program and the start of training camp, obviously. We're getting closer and closer to kickoff. I'll be doing week-by-week -week predictions for all matchups once the season starts. Hoping the NFL gets to complete a full season in 2020. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Spotify. And everyone have a great evening.